0: We finished our discussion on negligence, talking about the elements of negligence and how you prove negligence, but now we're going to get into more in-depth among those elements. So we're going to begin by just talking about causation in fact, which if you remember from crim, it, not to conflate crimin, criminal law and torts, but causation in fact is the four case, cases. Same kind of thing in negligence where you're going to want to look for, but for. So, first topic, just to give a broad overview of what causation in fact is, we have the Latin word, and I don't know why quartz love Latin so much, but I guess they do. And it makes sense. It sounds kind of cool if you know how to say it right. I don't really know how to say it right. So I'm going to say this as cool as possible, uh, and then give a translation. Overview of causation is sine qua non, which directly translates to, without which, not. And, in other words, but for. That's really what that is saying. So, this is the but for test of causation. Even if we assume that a person is negligent, we need to prove that their negligence caused the injury. So say there's negligence, we need to prove that their negligence caused that injury to actually have negligence action against them. Negligence plus cause equals damages, so to speak. As far as causation, in fact, is one of those elements that you need to meet to prove that there's negligence. And we have here Perkins versus Texas and New Orleans Railroad Company this was an incident where there's a train collision. In this case, won't go too deep into it. The train was speeding. Its speed limit, as directed by the railroad, was 25 miles per hour. It was going through this to- town at 37 miles per hour. This car was trying to beat the train, so to speak. Uh, there was plenty of notice that the train was coming. The wigwag, which is the uh, thing that tells you that the train's coming, the flashing lights, the bell, the horns, all that kind of stuff is is sounding, it's loud, the whistle's going off. This car knows that this train is coming, but it obviously doesn't want to wait for a super long car, so it tries to beat it. They failed, and both parties ended up passing from the collision of the train because the train braked. But going 37 miles per hour, it went way past the collision part. And we're trying to determine if their negligence in speeding actually caused the accident. And the courts here say, no, it didn't cause the accident. Why? Because if they were going the speed limit at 25 miles per hour at the point of accident, they seen a car coming, and they begin to brake, at 25 miles per hour, they would have also gone way past the collision mark. The courts also refused the escape theory, saying if they were going 25 miles per hour, the car would have had more time to escape. And the reason why they reject that theory is because there's no idea of knowing how fast the car was going. Some people said it was going 4 miles per hour. Others said it was going upwards at 25 miles per hour. So we have no idea how fast the car was going, which means that the escape theory is flawed because we're, we're missing a substantial part of the evidence that is necessary to prove that escape would have been possible. And so the difference between the 37 miles per hour and the 25 miles per hour is not sufficient to say that their negligence caused the injury that occurred. And that's really what the but-for test is. Is the injury would not have occurred but for the negligence of the defendant. Meaning, in the case of this train, is that the injury would not have occurred had the defendant been going 25 miles per hour. Since it would have occurred anyways... You can't prove causation in this case. And that's really an overview of what causation, in fact, is. And we're going to go ahead and get into proof of negligence next. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro, and you can do that by going to LawSchoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is, if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.